Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We really should start putting these zooms out there. That was a uh, I thought we were zoom only joke for everybody. Well, we do from time to time. I don't know. We'll get more consistent with it. Um, how are you doing? You good? I'm good, man. I got my hoops in. You, you ready for game week? You ready? Oh yeah. I feel yeah. like we we haven't seen the Hawks in forever. It's only been a week. It's been far too long. All right, let's start the show. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up. Football now. 35 40 down the far sideline. We got a five, baby. He's still moving. He's going to go. Go, Hawks. Are you kidding me? It's the Seahawks podcast on the Believe Sports Network. I am one of your hosts. My name is Brett. I used to be on TV. His name is Lofa, and he used to smash people in the face for a living. <laughs> I was on TV. On TV. Right. (laughs) Oh, buddy. The Seahawks play the Arizona Cardinals this week in the big toaster oven. Isn't that what Chris Berman calls it down there in Phoenix? I don't know. He's got a weird nickname for their uh, their stadium. But anyway, the Seahawks are at the Arizona Cardinals this weekend, taking on Kyler Murray in their first divisional matchup of the season. There's lots of Hawk news to get to as well. So uh, let's kick it off. Um, I want to look into some of the news surrounding the team, and then we'll then we'll break down the game. Uh, from a roster standpoint, they elevate Demarius Randall from the practice squad and place him officially on the 53-man roster. They've done that, I think, a couple times for games, but this one seems a bit more official, or they're talking about it differently on Seahawks.com. So uh, there's some news there. Also, Colby Parkinson, our tight end, who's a rookie. We drafted him this last draft. He returns to practice off of injury. And we signed Michael Kendricks back to the team who started 17 games for the Seahawks over the course of the past two years. And he's back. I call him the stockbroker. You can call him whatever you want, but he's back. <laughs> Loaf of shame. Excited about that. That's <laughs> Yeah, I mean- man. Uh, let's talk about Randall first, though, because um, a lot of safeties, a lot of DB talk this year with the Seahawks so far. You know, you got the signing of Jamal Adams, of course. Then he got injured. Then Ryan Neal came in and played really well. And then we signed Demarius, uh, Demarius Randall. Now he's being elevated to 53. How do you think they're going to use him? Well, I mean, he's he's had experience at both corner and safety, um, has played well at both. Yeah. So it doesn't hurt, especially when, you know, you have everybody whispering and talking about the pass, passing yards and, you know, how much the Hawks are giving up. If he's ready to play and he's in game shape, he's going to be competing for a starting spot. And yeah. um, so I'm excited about that guy. Uh, possibly getting Jamal back. I don't know, but um, it's, we're all of a sudden, and then with Kendricks, you know, I hate to go back to the linebackers, but. No, no, we, we would have gotten there eventually, but that's fine. Okay. I mean, it's a position I'm passionate about. Um, so, 
Uh, Cody Barton played a great game. Yeah. And, you know, and Brooks is still right there, who they they have big plans for. But um, but the production that Kendricks has you know provided over the past two years cannot be ignored. So yeah. once again, we find ourselves from down to three or four linebackers that have started a game to now five or six. Yeah, and, uh, that's exciting. Yeah, it seems like Pete Carroll and John Schneider sort of play play like I play with my fantasy team every week or every year. They just shuffle guys in, shuffle guys out, um, and it's 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 interesting from a fan perspective because I think we try to glean all these like storylines within the storylines about this kind of stuff when it happens. I've been listening to sports radio up there in Seattle and, you know, people are saying, well, they're signing Michael Kendricks. What does that mean for Jordan Brooks, Cody Barton, Ben Burkirvin? Like, does that mean that they're not able to cut it? It sounds like what you're saying is you think it just means that Michael Kendricks is that good a player. As we said, iron sharpens iron and competition, wherever Pete goes, whether it was USC up here that is the philosophy of you know his whole the whole you know part of his uh i don't know i want to say philosophy but is that the only word i'm looking it's for his, it's it's his, his mantra or something yeah, yeah mantra. what he believes in um yeah and it brings out the best in everybody because okay you got the first round right jordan brooks and uh, as much as we want to see him play, because he is a first rounder, Cody Barton just had 14 tackles. Yeah, and that's not to be ignored. A huge fourth down stop, so clutch when it mattered most. Um, and now you got the guy that's been starting for the past two years just came back in, and you know him, Bobby, and KJ have a great chemistry. So it's easy to go plug and play, and it's just nice to have that depth. As as we said. Going into this season, it's the deepest roster that we've had since the 2013-14 years. And, um, you know, as injuries will happen. They have Jamal, you know, other guys. But seemingly we have enough depth on the roster to plug and play. I think it's fun. I, I think as a fan, I like that my coach and my front office is always trying to make the team better and they're never settled and – I think you sort of just get used to it as a fan of this team. You get used to the you get used to the consistency of the inconsistency of who's on the roster at any given time. And as long as you can just sort of like sit back and trust that Pete and John know what they're doing because hello, look at the past decade. Um you just kind of roll with it. You know, I think some Hawks fans get freaked out about it, it. Will it be hard for the team to gel or, or whatever? But I mean, Kendricks has been here before, so they're all used to him. And, and uh, I, I don't know. I think they're just looking at ways to constantly improve. So, well, I like, I mean, I, yeah. And as I guess we're, you know, we're talking about adding somebody else new to the mix, uh, uh, according to sports radio, right? Well, you're talking about snacks Harrison. Because they don't know if he's going to play yet or not. He still might be out of shape. And we're looking to find out. No, I know you're not talking about Snacks Harrison. I know you're talking about Antonio Brown, and I was going to get there. So Adam Schefter is reporting that Antonio Brown might be reinstated after week eight. And he is also reporting that the Seahawks are definitely in the mix to go out and sign the wide receiver. Sports radio is blowing up in Seattle. There's a lot of Twitter polls out there. It looks like... And this is every Twitter poll that I've seen from hosts like Brock Heward or our buddy Softy, who's been on the show, or Ian Furness on KJR. They all put out polls, and every single one of them says, 
no when it comes to Antonio Brown, at least the people who voted in those Twitter polls. Um, you know, he's a polarizing guy. He's got things in his past. He's got things in his personal life. Everybody can go out there and look it up and make your own opinion. He hasn't been convicted of anything, but there's a lot of accusations and things flying around out there. And it seems like might just be sort of a distraction in the locker room anyway. My question would be with the team playing so great and with Russ cooking the way that he is and the receivers having a good year so far, DK, you know, developing as a superstar. I just don't see why right now you'd want to add a possible distraction like that. But um, it seems like it's something they're shopping around out there. What are your thoughts? Um, Yeah, I guess, you know, Russ has a pretty good relationship with him and they've thrown all off season and, and, you know, know each other from the pro bowl. So I do trust in Russ's judgment. Um, So uh, that much I will say if, if he believes he's a piece that we can add to the puzzle that just completes the team. Um, but there is my only concern is he's a guy that gets upwards of 10 to 15 targets and there's just not enough to go around. Will he be okay with getting five to seven a game? And because I mean, the, the stats don't lie. The guy I believe, and I, I think even if he doesn't set foot on the football field again, I believe he's a hall of famer. Um, his numbers are that good. And so hopefully he does get the chance to play again. Um, if it's with us, I think we got the leadership to, to make the best of it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's my concern. You kind of touched on it there. Like you sign a player, you sign a veteran like that, especially wide receivers, you know, they can be, uh, their personalities can be, what's the word I'm looking for? They can be, uh, are you going to say diva ish a little because or wide receivers, probably my favorite group of all time. Is it? Those guys are the most fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every wide receiver I played with was awesome. Yeah. I, I, I just worry that a guy like that, who's used to being the number one guy who's used to being, um, uh, the, the face of a franchise or whatever, he comes in and, you know, like DK is just, he's, he's just playing so well. He's really developing, and I don't. I I just worry that someone comes in and sort of upsets that chemistry within the locker room. And I just think they're building such a nice thing from a receiving group standpoint. Um, I just I I'm nervous about it. But like like you said, to your point, we have good captains and and uh, you know Pete's obviously a great coach and everything. And I think if any team can handle it, the Seahawks would be in a in a position where they could. Um, and you will see, you know, we've had, look, we have Percy Harvin, you know, he was a guy who was sort of deemed like hard to deal with, or I don't know, whatever the, you know what I mean? And, um, I mean, we won a Super Bowl, you know, it just yeah, went out so, won a Super Bowl, <laughs> you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens there. We'll keep following that story. I'm nervous about it, but at the same time, I don't coach or work in the front office. So let me get a quick word in here for our sponsor, and then we'll switch gears and talk about the Arizona Cardinals. Our sponsor is betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. You can bet on everything from the world of sports or also the UFC. You got the World Series going on right now. Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. I wish it was still the Devil Rays, but they changed their name. Anyway, whatever. They're playing the World Series and you can bet on them. You can also place bets in their online 24-hour open casino. Producer Katie is like shaking her head and just... I don't know, disappointed in my hosting ability, but whatever. Go to betonline.ag, use the promo code BLEAV to get all the welcome bonuses over there. They're a great sponsor. They've been supporting us all season, and we'd ask that you support them. Lofa, 
We're playing Kyler Murray. He's looking good. The Cardinals are looking good. They just trounced the uh, Dallas Cowboys, who are obviously reeling after the Dak Prescott injury. But nonetheless, Arizona looked great. How are we going to stop Kyler Murray? Uh, partner, I don't know. Um, oh, no. We, you don't know. That's not good. Are we going to put a spy on him? You know, have uh, one of our phenomenal athletes at linebacker, just, you know, Bobby or somebody, just follow him everywhere, which in years past, we've done with guys like Mike Vick, you know, incredibly mobile and incredibly talented, you know, throwers like Mike Vick. It's, um, it's, it's a real problem. I'm more like, you know, we're talking about all the pass yards. I'm more looking outside and what, you know, not he does with his legs, but what he does with his arm. So, you know, you got Fitzgerald an all time. Great. You know, possibly the greatest. He, you know, he's trying to get the uh, records that Jerry Rice has. Um, Speaking of Hall of Famer, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. You can lock that in right now. At Zonerton, absolutely. Uh, That's a dollar in the jar. You know what? Maybe I'll, I'll stay away from saying zone because it's Arizona. Uh, no, this no, week. keep it up because it puts money in the jar and we'll donate to charity or whatever. And I, I need to take my punishment. It's okay. Good man. We're up well, six dollars so far, by the way. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll at least match that. All right. uh, so you got Fitz, you know, all the time great. Um, they added DeAndre Hopkins. And that guy is just a nightmare for DBs. Um, and Christian Kirk reeled off that 80-yarder uh, we talked about last episode, which is unbelievable. But those two backs, Kenyon Drake gave us more than we can handle, you know, just a year ago. And Chase Edmonds is really coming into his own as a, a special running back in his own right. So hands full on defense uh, this week. Um, I liken it to, you know, the, what we saw out of Atlanta's offense uh, with all the weapons out wide and a tail, but even Dallas, right? It's a, it's a real offense to contend with. Yeah. It seems to me like you got to keep Kyler in the pocket and not let him get out and scramble around. It almost seems like if any team should be prepared to play the Cardinals, it should be the Seahawks since they should be used to chasing Russ around in practice all the time, a little bit. Uh, the scrambling ability. I mean, I mean, he's not, Russ might not be as fast as Kyler or or as fast as Russ even was once in the day, but you know what I mean? It, it, it feels like you always hear commentators talking about staying disciplined, staying in your pass rushing lanes and things like that. Like, how do you keep a guy like this in the pocket? Because, you know, last weekend he only completed nine passes, yeah. you know? And, and, and so I think you want to make him a passer first, but how do you go about doing that? Like you said, you know, crush rush, which is a term just meaning, you know, crush the pocket, you know, collapse it on them. Don't don't try to make, you know, this speed rush move outside or or a spin move. You have to stay disciplined and just pack the offensive line back into into his face. Uh, so with that being, you know, I would say generously five, nine and a half, five, ten, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, he's, he's not a tall fella. I mean, look at the picture behind you. Russ is towering over him. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he, he has shown the ability to get out of the pocket and tough situations like Russ and he does have the speed. So keep him in the pocket where it's, you know, even guys like Drew Brees, it's tough to see back there. So, uh, especially with all these six, five, six, six alignment. And if we do that, you just got to make some plays on the, on the football, uh, turnovers. We've won the turnover battle. I don't know how many weeks, so let's just keep that going. Yeah, let's look at the tail of the tape a little bit. Our Seattle Seahawks are the number one offense in the NFL. They're ranked number one 
Is that good? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's about as good as you can do, I think. Um, so we are ranked number one. The Cardinals defense is ranked number two in terms of points. So oh, wow. we're pretty good know. and we're pretty good at scoring. So there you go. Uh, we are ranked eighth in terms of yards gained. Uh, their defense is ranked 13th. Uh, we are number one in yards per play. Their defense is ranked number seven against that. Um, here's, here's the number I think I'm going to be zoning into. Oh, Okay. I did it uh, during the game on Sunday. Third down uh, conversion percentage. The Seahawks are ranked 31st in the NFL. There's only 32 teams in the NFL. So we are second to last in terms of third down conversion percentage. And the Arizona defense is ranked seventh when it comes to third down. So I, I think that's kind of the, the the if you want to say, like key to the game from me. It's what can the Seahawks offense do on third down and how do they keep those drives going against a Arizona defense that seems like it's pretty good on first down. Um, other than that, according to this tale of the tape in terms of the uh, Seahawks offense versus the Cardinals defense, we pretty much have the advantage in every category, um, except we do give up some sacks. We're ranked 26th in the NFL about that. Um, but, you know, I mean... It seems like the Seahawks should be able to handle this game, but then again, Arizona was on fire last week and, you know, might be coming into their own as we head into the sixth week or, you know, sixth game of the season. So, or sixth week of the season, I guess, fifth game for the Seahawks, but you know what I mean? No, yeah. sixth game for the Seahawks. What am I talking about? I'm drunk. Don't listen to me. You talk for a while. <laughs> okay. Well, we talked about how we match up against them, our offense versus their defense. What's the tail of the tape the other way? How do we match up? Well, uh, Let's see. Let's look at it. Well, unfortunately, it looks like they have the advantage in almost every category for them. Uh, in the other way, like you said, Cardinals offense is ranked 11th in the NFL in terms of points, and the Seahawks defense is ranked 18th. So they're ahead of us in that. Yards, they're ranked 8th. We're ranked 32nd on defense in the NFL. So we give up the most yards in the entire league and they gain the eighth most amount of yards yards per play. They are also eighth and we are 29th third down conversion percentage. They are 14th on offense in the NFL in terms of converting third downs. And we are 28th on defense in terms of giving up conversions on third downs. And then uh, it kind of goes on from there with them sort of, sort of just having the advantage in in every category from yards per rush, passing yards, yards per attempt, completion percentage. Um, we do have the uh, advantage when it comes to interception percentage, so turnovers like you talked about. Um, yeah, but, you know, other than that, their offense is doing pretty well. And I think more to the point, our defense is just not doing so well from a statistical standpoint so far. But what's the only category that matters, Lofa? Turnovers, baby. Oh, I but, say wins and losses. Oh, well, I thought you were talking about an actual stat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cut that part. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm looking at the schedule. Okay, they beat the Niners. They beat a Washington team that, you know, I don't know what to make of them. The Lions beat them. Um, the Panthers. I'm going to say the Panthers, they're looking like a real team right now. Um you know, Teddy B and the boys down there, they're, they're balling. Yeah. So that, and they lost to them by 10. So we're going to get to a score prediction here in a second. Oh yeah. Um, Forgot. Cause to. I don't really, then they beat the jets who hasn't, 
beat the Jets, right? I mean, we'll get there eventually. Uh, and the Cowboys without Dak. So I'm not impressed. Again, the big, the key step for me is the turnovers because regardless of the ranks on, on defense, as long as we keep winning that battle, the, the opportunities arise for Russ to put the ball in the end zone and, and do his thing. Hey, let's talk bye week for a second because Pete was saying this might be the most productive bye week they've ever had in his time at the Seahawks, partly because the players have to be tested all the time for COVID-19. So they have to stay around the facility in order to get tested. And with COVID-19, people just aren't traveling as much as they usually are. So the players spend a lot more time together and with each other and watching film and all that kind of stuff. So Pete thinks that it's been a really productive bye week. Um, I, I, I thought that was interesting. How did you usually handle bye weeks uh, during your time playing? Did you get out of town? Did you go on vacation? What does a normal bye week look like? Just, I mean, relaxing, family time. You, you've been in camp, you know, normally all off season. And then you had mini camps. You get three weeks off before you go to the big camp, which is just that it feels like two years, those two months in, in camp. Very few days off. You don't really go home until the third week of it. I think after 20 days or 21 days, then you go home and you actually get to spend the night at your house with your family. So it's um it's a long and then you go right into the season. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You go cut day and then right into the season. And this is the first time to actually take a breath in terms of okay, you know, realize, go back and analyze, self-scout, how have we done? Um, but also get some time at home and some some peace of mind. Yeah. Lofa, we need to talk about some players that we're going to zone into as we watch the game on Sunday. Hey, I'm two for two, by the way, if you keep in. Zone in on. Keeping score at home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is this is the part where we pick some players to really kind of look at as we're watching the game. I try to find someone who's maybe a little bit under the radar or whatever. Um, and also, let's give some predictions on how they'll perform. People can email us, tell us if they agree, disagree. We'll give out some prizes, things like that. Um, I'm going to be zoning into the wide receivers to see how they're playing during this game. Um, let me give you one specifically, though, because, you know, it'd be kind of a cop out to pick the whole group. I'll look at right at Tyler Lockett because, you know, my man catches everything thrown to him. He's a great receiver, obviously had some huge games at the beginning of the season. Um, only had a few catches in the last game. Uh, DK kind of took the spotlight there, but let's let's look for Tyler to have a big bounce back game this weekend and and just you know put up the kind of numbers we're used to from Tyler Lockett. So I'm gonna go uh, six catches, uh, six catches, seventy eight yards and a touchdown. Okay, that's my perspective. That's my zone in prediction. I'm going to zone in on the linebackers, of course. <laughs> um, they played one of the best games I've ever seen collectively. 32 tackles, a couple turnovers, uh, both KJ Wright. And I've never seen it happen. Four game balls, I think in a season. I don't even think I've seen that happen. Uh, so he's about to go for his fourth in a row. But I'm not going to jinx him. I'm going to zone in on Cody Barton. Okay. All right. Because Cody did have 14 tackles, that big stop at the end. Um, we, there's an old saying, anybody could do it once. Can you do it again? And I believe he will. So I'm excited to zone in on Cody Barton and watch him progress. How many tackles? Give me an over-under. I'm going 
Oh, over under. Let's go over under of seven and a half. All right. If you think Cody Barton will get more than seven and a half sacks, email sacks, uh, email over the Seahawks. What? What? Did I mess up? Seven and a half sacks. That's some serious production. I mean, oh. he might. Dude, I really have to stop drinking during the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just kidding, by the way. I'm not drunk. I'm sober, and this is how much I'm messing up. Oh, whatever. Anyway, okay. If you think Cody Barton will get over seven and a half tackles for the game, go ahead and email seahawkspod at gmail.com that you think you know you'll, you're taking the over. And if you think he's going to get under, email that you're, you think uh, the under. And whoever gets it right will pick a random name out, send them a gift package from Zone In CBD, which is our man Lofa's company. You guys can find Zone In CBD at all Bartels drugstores or online at zoneincbd.com. That's right. Um, I guess you could tell me if you agree with the Tyler Lockett stats or not, too. You could throw that in there as a bonus, but let's just stick with Lofa's prediction in terms of the contest. Lofa, anything else to add before we wrap this puppy up and watch the Cardinals and the Seahawks play this weekend? Score prediction, I'm going to go 30, 35 to 20. Seahawks, of course. By 15? Not enough. 42, 42, 20. What do you? Ooh, I love it, man. Sign me up right now. That'd be another stress-free Sunday. Well, we, you know, I've never know. Rose could put up 21 in like the final five minutes. So, you know, I didn't say it was going to be stress-free. I just said we will come out victorious is what I believe. Man. B-L-E-A-B. Wow. That is the most lopsided prediction of the year so far. I love it. I love the hot take. From us, I mean, just that's the most lopsided prediction we've given so far. Uh, yeah, you're right. But our defense, I got faith in them. Okay. They turned the corner. Yeah. And um, just as I look back at, at this uh, schedule, not that, impre- not that impressed. All right. All right. Here's my score prediction Seahawks 34, Arizona Cardinals 30. I want to make it close. Okay. I still have to say that we're going to get over 30 points, though, because we're just we're cooking. We're humming along. Yeah. And by all accounts, if Teddy B put up 21, I think Russ is out of 31. I think that 31-21 is what they beat him by. Uh, Russ, Russ is going to put at least 35, maybe 40. What are we going to break it down to, partner? Oh, I already wrote it down a long time ago, right when you said it. Do you want me to just do it? Um, let's get it started, Fergie. Just go for it? Or are you nervous? Do you want me to tell you first? Come yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, let me just go for it. We'll probably be doing two. Partner? How much do probably, you probably to be doing two takes anyways? Oh, come on. You ever see the movie Aladdin? He reaches down, he goes, Do you trust me? <laughs> just All right, what do you got? Come on, Lofa, take my hand. Do you trust me? Let's go. All right. Let's break it down to crush rush on three. Ready? One, two, three. Crush, crush rush. rush. Yeah. See? Okay, so that's what you were doing over there writing notes. I like it. (laughs) I'm actually taking notes now. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.